the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. On AM 1420, The Answer. Yes, it is, and a good morning to you. Seven minutes after the hour of 9 o'clock, and we are underway on this Monday. It's the 18th morning of the 10th month of the year of our Lord, 2021. Hope you had a great weekend. Coming up on the program in about a half an hour. That's right, a half an hour. It's Monday, it's Jim Jordan Day, but it's only in a half an hour. Normally, I would tell you in about 40 minutes. But now it's 30 minutes because he's coming on each and every day or each and every Monday now at 9.35 instead of 9.48. So a little bit of a more convenient time for him and for us, so it works out perfectly. Jim Jordan will be by to comment on the day's top stories from Capitol Hill and beyond. So that's at 9.35. Then at 10.35, we go back into... The uh, Senate uh, debate, uh, dipping our toe back into those waters, as uh, we'll talk to J.D. Vance again. We just kind of continue to rotate through these guys. Um, and I guess it's important to hear from uh, all of them as much as possible. There's a massive pool of, of conservative talent to choose from there. Now, how conservative it is, that's up for you to decide. That's why I keep having them on. I keep talking to Bernie Moreno. I keep talking to Mike Gibbons. I keep talking to Josh Mandel. I keep talking to, uh, uh, to uh, J.D. Vance. I've only talked to Jane Timken once, though. It's kind of funny. I don't think she has uh, much of an interest in coming back on. It could be because I destroyed her campaign in one interview. But that's her problem, not mine. Do need to get Mark Pukita back on the air. Uh, talked to Matt Dolan for the first time last week. So anyway, J.D. Vance has uh, turned around the uh, merry-go-round here, and we will talk to him coming up at 1035 this morning. So Jim Jordan. 9.35, J.D. Vance, 10.35. Before, between, and after those interviews, you at 216-901-0945 or 888-281-1110. Either one of those numbers will be just fine. Now, before we start with the news of the day, let us start with our Pledge of Allegiance. So, friends, patriots, if you are indeed a patriot, please stand. 
face a flag if you have one nearby. If you don't, that's okay. Just uh, put your hand over your heart and try to recite this pledge with us. If you are driving, of course, you can just hold the wheel with your left hand and make sure that you cover your heart with your right. Uh, leftists, you don't have to go to the trouble. We know how you feel. Now, if you are truly a believer in the greatness of this country, this constitutional republic, and you do want to stand and say the pledge with us, you are, of course, encouraged and welcome to. But just know that we know how most of you are. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. So I'm going to start this show in a way that I wouldn't have planned. In fact, didn't plan yesterday as I prepped this morning's broadcast. But breaking news, about an hour ago, we learned that um, former Secretary of State, former Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, um, turned left-leaning deep stater, quite frankly, later in his career, Colin Powell has passed away at the age of 84. Reports from his family say that he passed away due to COVID complications, which, if that were the end of the story, would make this a very short segment. We would simply say condolences to the family and friends and acquaintances and those who were close to Colin Powell, those who loved Colin Powell, we would offer them our prayers and support, which I will do right now. And I suggest we all say a little prayer for his family and friends. Um, it's a terrible loss. But that's not the end of the story. And the reason why that's not the end of the story is because this is, this is the reality of the era in which we live. And over the course of the last 19 months, every death related to COVID-19 is analyzed and sometimes politicized. Now, it is not my intention to politicize the death of General and Secretary Colin Powell. But again, because of the age and the era of which we live, which is this pandemic era, every death is scrutinized. We all know that the number of COVID deaths that have been reported in this country by the CDC and by various states is completely overblown because it was proven time and time again that people who were dying of things absolutely unrelated to COVID, but were later determined to have have had COVID, they were being counted as COVID deaths. The preposition of or with became a very, very important thing. Did they die with COVID or of COVID or from COVID? Became a very, very big deal. And it should be. And along those same lines, now the issue of vaccination works its way into the conversation. How many people are dying who are vaccinated, and how many of them are dying perhaps because of their vaccination? It's the latter part that the CDC, Dr. Fauci, the Biden administration, the mainstream media don't want you to even think about. You don't get to think about that at all. But the real question here is, well, two real questions. Number one, 
Did Colin Powell die from the complications of COVID despite his vaccination, or did he die of complications of or from the vaccination? Was he among the thousands and thousands of Americans who received the vaccine and died shortly thereafter? I don't know exactly when the specific time that COVID or that uh, Colin Powell was was uh, vaccinated against COVID. I don't know exactly how many days it's been. But what I do know is that he was fully vaccinated, verified by his family, and he has now died, they are saying, of COVID complications. So, you know, the first blush reaction here, the first question has to be, well, my goodness. Thank goodness Colin Powell was vaccinated or else something really bad could have happened to him. Oh, wait a minute. Something really bad did happen to him. He died. There's no telling what could have happened if he had not been vaccinated. Remember what Pfizer told us? Remember what Moderna, what Johnson & Johnson told us? Remember what the government told us? Remember what the CDC has told us? They have told us that these vaccines won't prevent infection. And they have to tell us that, even though, by the way, they lie in their marketing, and they lie in their labeling. There are labels, there are literally Pfizer labels and Pfizer um, pronouncements on their voicemail. When you call the Pfizer Corporation, they lie and they do say that their product prevents COVID-19. But publicly, because they know so many people are getting COVID after being vaccinated, they've, they've essentially stopped saying that it prevents it and saying, well, it doesn't stop it per se. You're not immunized from getting it. You're not inoculated, as it were. But if you do get it, this vaccine product, this profit shot, big pharma profit shot is what I call them, this profit shot will lessen the severity of your symptoms and stop you from dying. They continue to to spout the talking point that um, 1% of deaths from COVID-19 or from people who have been vaccinated. 99% of the people dying from COVID are unvaccinated. So clearly, the product saves lives. Well, boy, what an unfortunate circumstance for the former secretary and the former chairman of the Joint Chiefs, General Powell. Wow, he finds himself in a teeny, tiny, itsy-bitsy minority of people who are double vaccinated, fully vaccinated, and died anyway. Just a tiny bit of the 1%. How unlikely is that? How unfortunate is that? I say this not to make fun, by the way, nor light of the man's death. I meant what I said. Our prayers and our support and our condolences should go, even if we don't know anybody who knows Colin Powell. God knows Colin Powell. So our prayers of support should go to them through God. And I mean it very sincerely. It's a terrible loss. Colin Powell did a lot of great things for our nation. Colin Powell was a, was a true American hero. Again, he, he kind of had a turn, a bit of a Democrat turn, as is his right. And he kind of became a bit of a deep stater slash, you know, kind of left-leaning uh, uh, supporter in his later years. But again, that doesn't take away his service to the country. His, country, his service to his country has been fantastic and, and so appreciated, and we've been blessed to have him as a representative of this country. So I, I, I make no light of Colin Powell's passing because Colin Powell has passed. But as I said, everybody who passes due to COVID or with COVID or from complications of COVID, as it's being worded in this case, uh, 
everybody, uh, every death, rather, is being scrutinized. What does it mean in the bigger picture? And to me, it means that here's a man at the age of 84 who got the vaccine, which was supposed to lessen the severity of his symptoms and make sure that if he gets COVID, he doesn't die, has died from COVID. What does that mean in the big picture? What does that mean to others, particularly in their 80s? Did Colin Powell die as a result of COVID in spite of the best efforts of the vaccine that he took, which just wasn't effective enough? Or did he potentially die because of some of the effects from the vaccine? And that's why they say COVID complications. It's a very, very legitimate question and a real question. So take that and think about that and chew on that. And I want to hear from you at 216-901-0945, Listen, I talked about this a lot last week and the week before. The um, CMS Medicare tracking system telling you things that the CDC and that the mainstream media do not want you to know. CMS is the Center for Medicare slash Medicaid Services. They have their own tracking system. It is not self-reported the way the VAERS system is, and thus nobody can accuse people of just making things up and reporting them to the VAERS system. This is tracked specifically by the uh, CMS, the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services. And their tracking system showed, and this was as of three weeks ago in late September, This showed that 19,400 people under the age of 80 have died within 14 days of receiving their COVID-19 vax, their profit shot. Moreover, 28,000 additional people died that are over the age of 80 within 14 days of receiving their big pharma profit shot. That's around 48,000 individuals, according to the Medicare tracking system, that died within 14 days of receiving their big pharma profit shot. Is Colin Powell one of them? You'll never know. I'll never know. They will never tell. There's a reason why nobody will even report this Medicare tracking system number even with proof that over 45,000 people died within 14 days of taking that shot. People say, oh, well, that was just a coincidence. They were going to die anyway. They were going to die of something else. The vaccine had nothing to do with it. Okay. If that's what you want to roll with, you want to roll with the coincidence argument, that's what you want to do? Okay. I can't argue with your coincidence argument, but remember, aren't you people the ones who tell us to follow the science? Aren't you people the ones who tell us to follow the data? Aren't you people, these pro-mandate, pro-vax mandate people, aren't you the ones who tell us to follow the science and the data? Well, here it is in front of your very eyes, and you're telling us just coincidence. You're going to argue with the scientific uh, study and the data, and you're just going to say coincidence. Okay. 216-901-0945, 888-281-1110. Let's get you up and on the radio. Jim Jordan, don't forget, at 935, right here on AM 1420, The Answer.
Download the free WHK mobile app and listen to your favorite WHK programs or podcasts on the go. It's free in your app store. Okay, 925, continuing on AM 1420, The Answer. Don't forget Jim Jordan coming our way at about 935, so 10 minutes from now. Don't be late. Um, staying on the uh, on the subject of Colin Powell's passing, uh, even though being vaccinated and kind of extending that a little bit into just the vax mandate that is coming, I've been telling you for the last few days, there has been no vaccine mandate for employers who are employing 100 people or more. This is just what Joe Biden has threatened and said he was going to do. Reports this morning from several sources are that is coming from the Transportation Department, OSHA, this week. Maybe sooner rather than later. So the question then becomes, why this continued push to get so many people vaccinated when, quite frankly, almost all of the projections that they are using are wrong? For example, even the mainstream media has decided to fact-check Dr. Anthony Fauci's fear that college football games would be COVID super spreaders. Remember this? Remember last year when they played the college games, some of them didn't play at all, but the ones that did played in empty stadiums, and now they're back to fully filled 60, 70, 80, 90,000, 100,000 seat stadiums like Ohio State. People shoulder to shoulder and completely mask free. Dr. Fauci said this would be a massive super spreader that would put hospitals that are already on the brink over the edge with all of the new cases that we're going to develop. Well, like I said, even the mainstream media has dug into this. This is the Saturday Today Show on NBC. This morning, college football fans are getting ready once again to pack stadiums nationwide. For weeks, crowds in the tens of thousands, mostly unmasked, have sat side by side, now cheering on their teams at the halfway point of the season. They're bringing more energy than before. People are more pumped up. Yes, sir. All while doctors warned of game coming potential super spread events. A frightening prospect with hospitals at the time already on the brink. As soon as I saw it, I thought COVID's about to have a feast. What did you think? I thought the same thing. I think it's really unfortunate. But it never happened. COVID cases, hospitalizations, and deaths now all down nationwide. Do those scenes of those packed crowds give you less anxiety than they did back in September? It does. It definitely gives me less anxiety at that time as I see some increased number of vaccinated people uh, and the decrease in the dwindling numbers, for sure. Cases are now in steep decline in every college football state across the South, including Florida, where hospitalizations fell 64% last month, even as some 90,000 fans packed the Gator Stadium. You see it on TV and it looks really scary because we're not used to seeing that anymore. But in reality, I think the exposure isn't as great as we think it is. Doctors crediting games in open air venues, a vaccination bump during the surge, and natural immunity after Delta swept through younger populations. Dr. Cindy. Wait, what? 
What did he just say? What was that third one? Went through younger populations. One more time. A vaccination bump during the surge and natural Natural immunity immunity after after Delta Delta swept through younger populations. populations. Natural immunity after Delta swept through younger populations. Natural immunity. And yet, even though the mainstream media is finally coming around and recognizing that all of these people gathering together without masks is not leading to these massive spread of, of the virus, And as they finally come around and recognize that natural immunity is a huge, huge barrier, a huge wall, if you will. It's the wall that we build up to stop ourselves from getting infected by COVID-19 and suffering serious catastrophic problems. Natural immunity. And yet they tell everybody, even if you have had COVID and have natural immunity, what? To get the shot anyway. That's what Fauci continues to say. That's what Biden continues to say. It makes no sense whatsoever, and yet they're the ones telling us to follow the science. Well, we are following the science. And the science says if you have natural antibodies built up because you've already had COVID-19, you are far more protected than the vaccine. That's what science tells us. And that's why we're celebrating science. At our antibodies party this Thursday in Lakewood, I cannot wait. I want you to be there at the Avenue Tap House. Doors open at 630. Uh, I want you to be there as we celebrate our natural immunity. The Browns game will be on the big screen, and we will be on stage, and we will be having a great time eating, drinking, and being merry. Mask-free, distance-free, and, yes, vax-free. We are literally stronger vaccinated or stronger inoculated rather with more robust protection than anybody who takes a shot ever could be the antibodies party fellow survivors join me on thursday in lakewood i'll tell you more about that later in the show news time now jordan next am 1420 the answer Vaccinated against the lies of the liberal media pandemic. The Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Okay, 936. Let's continue on AM 1420. The answer. Good Monday morning to you. Appreciate you being here. J.D. Vance coming up at 1035. We'll talk more about that Senate race. But now we're joined by Ohio's 4th Congressional District Representative. He is the ranking member of the House Judiciary Committee, also on the House Oversight Committee, which we'll talk about in a moment. Uh, of course, I refer to Congressman Jim Jordan. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm fine, Bob. Good morning to you. Good to have you, as always. So uh, did you uh, start your Christmas shopping yet, sir? <laughs> we better. Uh, I mean, when they, when, they're, when they even tell us that you might need to go Christmas shopping, it's gonna, you know, I, I, I think we tweeted out the other day, uh, you never had to wait for Christmas presidents when Trump was president. I mean, this is uh, this is the Joe Biden America we now live in. Ports are backed up. Ships can't unload their cargo. When they do get unloaded, we got a shortage of drivers in California, where a lot of those ports are. The trucks aren't even allowed to go into California because they violate yeah. their emissions yeah. rules. I mean, all of these things are the responsibility of policy. These policies that have been dictated and put into effect, as you say, by Joe Biden's America. And now the transportation secretary, who finally comes back on the job, uh, uh, Secretary (laughs) Pete says, this is going to continue into 2022, maybe as far as 2023. How can American businesses survive without product on their shelves for, for two, much less 12 or 24 months? You know, what's interesting, Bob, is I, I was in California this weekend. Uh, uh, 
spoke at an event for Devin Nunes and then did some events down the, in the in the LA area. And I literally saw the ships in the ocean just backed up. And I was talking to some people. They said, yeah, they've been backed up. Some of those some of those ships have been sitting there for two months. So this is, as you say, totally driven by ridiculous policies from the left, from the Biden administration. And we've talked about it before, but they have yet to do one thing right. You can look at every policy, the border, the inflation, crime in our cities because they defunded the police, how we're, how we're viewed around the world now with our foreign policy. I mean, you just go up and down the line. Everything they've done is, is wrong. But in this particular area, I always say when you pay people not to work, you shouldn't be surprised when you don't have workers. When you tell people they can't be evicted, you shouldn't be surprised when they quit paying their rent. And when you don't have to pay your rent and you don't have to work and you can get paid, you don't have the workers you need. Then you add on to the bad policies you just talked about, uh, particularly in California, and you get this mess we're in. So the question now is, Congressman, is is what do we do? We Like I said, we can't sit here. It's one thing for us to say from the consumer standpoint, oh, we're not going to be able to put uh, presents under the tree because we're not going to yeah. be able to buy things because the supply chain is so disrupted. It's one thing for us to have that disappointment, which is terrible, by the way. But as I said mm-hmm. before, from the bigger picture with the economy, you have businesses that somehow survived lockdowns, the entire 2020 yep. pandemic in which businesses were forced to close if they were not considered to be essential businesses. How many millions or hundreds of thousands, I really don't know the answer, of businesses closed their doors permanently because of that? Yeah. Now, Congressman, some of them who survived the big pandemic yeah. lockdown are going to go out of business anyway because they can't put their products on their shelves. And when you don't have products yeah. to sell, you can't pay employees to stand there and do nothing, and you shut your doors. I mean, bigger picture on the economy, what kind of effect does this have? No, it's, it's, it's devastating, as you point out. I think the American people, though, are, are, are beginning to push back. Um, there's a reason Biden's at 38% approval rating. There's a reason Delta announced over the weekend, you know what, we're rethinking this vaccine mandate for our employees. I mean, I think you're going to see just the, the American people say, this is baloney, this is ridiculous, and they're going to push back. And what you and I have to keep doing is we have to keep talking about how wrong their policies are, what the right policies are, highlight those, and hope that at some point there's some people in the Biden administration who are at least a little bit rational and will and will begin to move back in the right direction. Because other than that, I don't I don't I mean that that's sort of where we have to go with this. But never never doubt the American people. And like I said, I think we're starting to see some some good signs out there. And then of course we have good governors around the country who are saying, look, we're not doing it here. I think I told you, I, I spoke with Governor DeSantis a couple of weeks ago, and he told me when he, when he won his election, there were like 300,000 more registered Democrats in his state than Republicans back in 18. Today, there's only like 21,000, and that's because so many people are moving into Florida because Americans deep down actually appreciate freedom. The question I have when he says we're not doing it here, though, what about the, the effect that it has on businesses? Now, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. and, I, and I know the bill hasn't passed, thank God in heaven above, and knocking on wood here that it doesn't, but somewhere buried in that $3.5 trillion Democrat um, budget reconciliation bill is a fine of not $70,000 for businesses that don't have their employees vaccinated if and when the OSHA regulation is pushed through, but $700,000. So the governor, you know, whether it's Ron DeSantis or anybody else, isn't going to have a say if businesses are scared of massive fines. They're going to have to make sure that their workforce is vaccinated. Yeah. No, and that, that's something else we need to highlight, we, I think, on this legislation. It's not just the ridiculous price tag on it, not just the ridiculous uh, you know, amount of spending, 
but also the bad policies in it, whether it's right. the Green New Deal, whether it's the tax policies, and as you point out, this penalty for for the you know the the, the vaccine mandate issue. Um, so we need to continue to highlight that. There's a reason it hasn't passed yet. There's actually a handful of Democrats who actually talk to their constituents and are hearing the same things you and I are hearing, and they're saying, "Wait a minute, we got to do something different here. Let's just hope that they hold they hold firm, they stand strong, uh, particularly Senator Manchin and, and Senator Cinema." And we don't get this uh, this ridiculous bill thrust on the American people because it will only exacerbate the already stupid things that they have done now for the first nine months of this administration. Um, Congressman, the um, the bill that we've been talking not the bill, rather the order about vaccinating uh, people who are who work mm-hmm. for uh, employers with a hundred or more. Um, People, a lot of people think that bill or that order is already enforced. It's not. Uh, but we are told yep. that it could happen as early as this week, that OSHA could put this. Now, I know there's 25 governors and attorneys general ready to sue immediately the moment that is put through. But what does that mean if indeed it does go through while it is battled out in courts? Um, are people, are, are we going to just allow people to lose their jobs because they, re- they, I don't even want to say they refuse to take the profit shot. How about this? They are choosing to make their own minds up about what's yeah. right for them and their health. It's not about refusing. Everybody yeah. likes to make that a negative. They refuse. They refuse. They're vax deniers. They're vax anti-vaxxers. No, they're just people who want their own choice. And, and maybe the choice yeah. for them is different than the choice for you. Are we going to let these people lose their jobs under this while it's battled out in court? I don't think so. I think, uh, again, I think, um, you know, if, if OSHA goes through with this, I think, you know, first of all, how is, how is it enforced? If there's not enough OSHA agents to be knocking on everyone's door and, and spying on every business out there, I think it'll have to be some kind of self-reporting thing or what, whatever. And then there's also the idea that you can get tested instead of take the, 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 the vaccination. But you're right. I do think we have to frame it when we're talking about it. Look, you and I aren't against the vaccine. We're just for letting Americans decide. We actually believe in this thing called freedom. We, we actually like this thing called liberty. So that's what we're for. Um, and frankly, the idea that they do not account for any type of natural immunity when everyone else on the planet understands that makes absolutely no sense to me. So um, I think we just, again, keep highlighting it. I don't know how they're actually going to do it. But what I do know is they cannot send OSHA agents out to every business and 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 uh, and spy on businesses that way. Um, and we'll see what kind of order they come up with uh, w- when they do it. But you're exactly right. It's going to be challenged in court, and I think it loses. Congressman Jim Jordan is our guest on AM 1420. The answer, let me pivot to insurrection now. And I'm not talking about January 6th. I'm talking about October 14th. Why is the mainstream media not covering a true violent insurrection? We literally, you know, what they, they, there continues to be hundreds of people being held without bail, uh, my, most of them in, in isolation from what we hear, over walking into the Capitol building and taking selfies, which is what 99% of the people in that building did. They took selfies because they were inside the Capitol building, for crying out loud. They are being held without bail and have been done so now for 10 months and counting. Meanwhile, a bunch of cl- dozens and dozens of climate activists burst into the Department of the Interior, attack police officers, injure police officers, have to be tased to get under control, many of them zip-tied, many of them, and it's being called a peaceful protest. A peaceful yeah, protest yeah. And, an, and, a, and, a, and, a, and a climate activist sit-in. They called it a sit-in as well. Congressman, how is bursting through the doors of the Department of the Interior and yeah. attacking people any less an insurrection than what was done on January 6th? Bob, there's always a double standard. There, there, we got to remember the first rule of politics is there's a, for, for the left, there's a double standard. They can do whatever they want if it's, the, if it's, if it's an issue that is in there that, that, that they politically agree with. They can, remember, in the summer of 2020, 
Uh, we all were in lockdown. Businesses were closed. The the I remember the gym in New Jersey couldn't open their doors. And what the, what they were yeah. doing is says, okay, we're going to move our equipment outside in the parking lot, the, our parking lot, and we're going to let people work out outside in the parking lot. No, you can't do that. We're shutting you down. Meanwhile, this, at the same location, there could have been a, quote, peaceful protest, and that would have been just fine. And Fauci, you know, Fauci is the, 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 the worst when it comes to the double standard. So it's, it, it's just the way the left is. There's always a double standard. They get to do what they want to do. We can't. I, I remember we did, the, the, we did this tweet where we said, if you can protest in person, you can vote in person. Oh, the left went crazy because, no, the protesting was okay, but, oh, we're going to have to do mail-in ballots back in, in 2020. So it, it's just the way the left operates. It's always a double standard. we got to continue to call them out, but uh, they're, they're not going to change. Yeah, it, well, it's it's exactly that, and it's the only kind of standard they live by is the double standard. You saw, yeah. I'm sure, uh, Joe and Jill, uh, uh, Brandon and his <laughs> wife, uh, leaving uh, leaving a, a very posh, high high end uh, seafood place in Washington D.C. where Muriel Bowser has enacted a law or a mandate that anybody over the age of two, two. Your two-year-old yeah. has to wear a mask in an indoor setting, yeah. but uh, Brandon and uh, Mrs. Brandon get to walk through that restaurant completely without masks and, while being surrounded by Secret Service, yeah. who, of course, were forced to wear masks. Yeah, and, and remember, whenever, whenever they do it, it's never their fault. Like, I, I still remember when Pelosi, when the, her state was under complete lockdown, the salons were all closed. She goes into the salon without a mask to get her hair done, and it's on video. It becomes public, and what does she do? She blamed the salon. It was it's never their fault. I'm like that takes a lot of a lot of you know hutzpah, whatever you want to call it, to, to blame the salon. But that's that's the left. They're they're all fake. And um, well, I think and, the country sees through it though. And the left wing media is is fake too. I just wanted to get your thoughts on this because you tweeted about it too. The Washington Post quote unquote fact checker uh, Glenn uh, Kessler, I think his name is. <laughs> you can't even contain yourself on that. Um, he actually he actually wrote an article uh, arguing that all of the, the parents who are concerned about the FBI uh, targeting them as domestic terrorists are all lying. We're all wrong because the only people that the FBI is going to be targeting are the parents who threaten or who intimidate and harass, which is precisely what we are saying that Merrick Garland wrote, which, of course, with those terms being undefined, leaves all of us yeah. unprotected and afraid to speak. I mean, yeah, this is the Washington Post. Yeah, they, so understand what happened here. September 29th, the National School Board Association writes a letter to the President of the United States. Left-wing political organization writes a letter to the President of the United States asking for FBI involvement in local school board matters. Five days later, the Attorney General of the United States does exactly what the left, uh, the, the, the left uh, political organization asked to be done. In five days, what a turnaround. That's amazing. And he, and he says, we're going to set up dedicated lines of threat reporting. That is a, that's a fancy way of saying there's going to be a snitch line on parents that the FBI is setting up with local law enforcement. Now, here, here's a good question uh, for, for Mr. Garland. Is the FBI having a dedicated line of communication with law enforcement on our southern border so we can keep track of what's – is that going on? I don't know. I doubt it. Is, is, do they have a dedicated line of communication with local law enforcement when, when it comes to all the, all the violence that we're seeing in our, in our urban areas? I, I don't know. But, I mean, the, the border is actually something the federal law enforcement is supposed to be involved with. So this idea that, that, that what, what Kessler said is, 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 tr- is, is such a joke. Five days. I've never seen a turnaround like that in my life. So th- this is all political again. This is how the left operates, and it's all designed to chill parents, to, to put a chilling impact and chilling effect 
on parents who are showing up at these school board meetings saying, we don't want this racist, anti-American curriculum taught to our kids. That's what this is. And they're trying to stop that. Um, and it, it, and it, it appropriately so makes Americans, it, it ticks Americans off and makes them mad. And, and from the left-wing media, they would say, we don't want these racist, anti-American parents having anything to do with the education of their children. And, and they, have, they have literally made it, made it clear. Uh, two other real quick yeah. ones. Um, about a week before last, you sat in on and questioned witnesses um, uh, on the Oversight Committee uh, about the Arizona audit. Uh, we have heard yeah. a lot of things about the election audit in Arizona since that went down. Uh, the the left claiming that the, it proved Joe Biden actually got more votes than uh, than than he originally won by, and then others saying no, that audit needs to be audited because that wasn't accurate. Mm-hmm. What can you tell us about what you learned and where does it go from here? Well, if you count the exact same votes, you're going to get the exact same, exact same number. And that's what they did. What we what we found is there was a number of 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 thirty uh, some thousand votes that they had questions about. There was another one. Um, that, that, that had been uh, votes that had, uh, ballots that had been sent out that they were concerned. There's lots of concerns there, but the left never wants to, uh, never wants to find those out. Now, I always come back to think about the fundamentals here. We had, uh, Joe Biden would do an event during the campaign. He'd have seven circles on the ground, five people would show up. President Trump would do an event and he'd get 50,000 people. President Trump got 12 million more votes than he got before. He increased his vote with African-Americans, increased his vote with Hispanic-Americans, won Ohio by eight, Iowa by eight, Florida by three. House Republicans won 27 out of 27 toss-up races. President Trump won 19 of the 20 bellwether counties. But somehow he lost to the guy who barely left his house. And now I always say, okay, maybe that all happened with COVID and mail-in ballots and everything else. But why, why is the left so reluctant to just investigate and allow us to audit and look into this? We, we called for an investigation in Congress the week after the election, last November. And, oh, no, no, we can't do that. We can't look into this. We wouldn't want – even though at the time, more than half the electorate thought there were major problems with the election, and the Democrats won't let us investigate. So that's all we're saying. And then when we have these hearings that, that, they don't, that, that we never can get into the real issue that, that was there in the election and the things that need to be audited – so that's the part that troubles Americans so much. And if we're going to restore confidence in our election process, we need to get to the bottom of what happened here. That's all we're saying. Congressman Jim Jordan is our guest. And the last thing before I let you go, uh, we learned last hour or maybe an hour and a half ago now that Colin yeah. Powell passed away at the age of 84. Yeah. Uh, and, and this is not an intention to politicize his death, but in in the pandemic era, as you know, literally every death is analyzed. Uh, and it's analyzed yeah. whether it being from COVID or with COVID or whatever the case might be. But Colin Powell has passed away while being fully vaccinated. I thought we were told mm-hmm. that that's why everybody in America, 98% of the people joe biden says must get vaccinated because even though it won't prevent covid it will prevent severe uh, um symptoms and death well here we see yeah yeah i didn't i didn't realize all that uh i just uh, got the news earlier today we, we obviously appreciate colin powell service of the country secretary of state and Joint chiefs of staff i didn't realize that was the the, the case but i'm sure that's going to be investigated yeah, his uh, his family confirmed that he was double vaccinated, fully vaccinated, and uh, passed away. Interesting. Uh, yeah, so it's just one of those things where again, let's let's find out the truth so that we can actually have uh, a little bit of honesty as policy is established. Congressman Jim Jordan, thank you so much as always. You bet, Bob. Thanks. Take care. Nine fifty three. Time out. Right back after this.
Okay, 9.58. We are guest-free after the top of the hour until 10.35 when we talk to J.D. Vance as we continue our coverage of the uh, Republican primary race for Senate, the uh, Senate seat. So that's coming up at 10.35. So plenty of opportunity. If you don't get on now, uh, make sure you don't hang up. We'll take you after the top of the hour. But for now, we will go to John in Chardon. John, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Go right ahead, sir. Hey, Bob. Looking forward to seeing you Thursday night. You coming to the uh, antibodies party? Yes, I am. Love it. Love it. It's going to be a great time. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, uh, regarding Colin Powell's death, it would seem a coroner's investigation and report would determine the cause of death, you know, and... uh, Shine a light on what uh, what. Well, the well, well, well. First yeah. of all, that's if there is an autopsy, which there may not be. If they are determined that he was sick from COVID, uh, autopsies generally are only done if uh, uh, you know requested by the family or if there is some potential potential foul play. So it probably won't be an autopsy. Um, but the, regardless of whether there was, if they determined that it was a a death from complications of the vaccine that he took, you know, and I know that we'll never know that. They will never that mm-hmm. allow it would be allowed allow that to be leaked. Never. Yeah, political thing. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Anything yeah. else, John? That'll that'll do it for now. Okay, thank you. See I appreciate you it. Look, we're we're, we're yeah, I will I look forward to seeing you Thursday. Thank you. Uh, look, the the truth of the matter is this. We'll never know if Colin Powell died from the vaccine as opposed to dying from COVID with the vaccine. Either one of those two things is terrible. Terrible for the vaccine narrative. For the big pharma profit shot a narrative that's bad because the vaccine was supposed to prevent him from getting severe symptoms and dying that's what we're told is the benefit of the vaccine and now we don't know if he died just that way or if he actually died as a result of the vaccine the way that it would appear around 40 or 50,000 Americans did according to the Medicare reports alone think about that for just a moment they cannot afford to, to let an American iconic person like Colin Powell have died literally from the vaccine. You know what that would do to the vaccine narrative? It would end it. That's why we have to bring it up, because nobody else will. 10 o'clock, news time now. Your call's next. AM 1420, The Answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flint. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.